0: We're going to switch up the order. Do you want me to do this first? Yes. I'm in a moment, use? I'm
1: going to choose our guest speaker. But uh, who knows, asked us to do the reading first. So.
0: so let's go. John chapter 8, starting at verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you, you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the father who sent me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You do not know me. Oh my father, Jesus replied, if you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were were put, yet no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Once more, Jesus said to them, I am going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am he. You will indeed die in your sins. Who are you? He they asked. Just what I have been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is trustworthy, and what I have heard from him, I tell the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said. When you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many believed in him. Amen.
1: Amen. So for the last um, 20 years, Off the Fence is a charity that has been working to see an end to social and spiritual poverty here in Brighton and Hove. And it all started really with a question, uh, when are we going to get off the fence and do something about poverty? And that was the question that started it. And Off the Fence has been working on short and long term solutions. They work with outreach fans, they work in schools, they do creative and wonderful things. mobilizing hundreds of volunteers, including, you'll probably be aware of the big sleep out, which is an experience where people experience what it's like to live on the streets for one night, and that often happens either end of St. Peter's, and the next one is actually November the 10th. Um, And we are so excited that after 20 years of leading that, um, John and Wendy have stepped down but have handed over to the amazing Julio Abraham. Julio is quite a hard man to introduce because he has done so much in his life. He uh, is a reverend, um, and he has a master's in theology. He has been a commodities trader. He has been a startup entrepreneur in many different spheres. His latest sort of endeavor, he's been working with the Derby City Mission. And uh, he and his wife, Latana, have recently moved to Brighton with their family to come and take up this such important work. And and the other thing I must say, that we all have a big debt to Julio, because... Julio and Latana were part of HDB Church in London, where when St. Peter's shut down 13 years ago and a team was sent, Latana and Julio were part of the kind of leadership of HDB, volunteering uh, the leadership. And they were part of the group that signed off on sending the team down here to St. Peter's Brighton to restart everything that was here. So we're all here today in part because Julio and Latana said, Yes, that sounds like the Lord's idea, you guys should go. And uh, so We've got a great uh, debt of gratitude, and I'm so grateful that he's coming to speak to us today. So let's give uh, Julio a really warm welcome.
2: Wow, thank you. Uh, I love uh, being here. Uh, In fact, when we first arrived, somebody was saying to us, uh, where are you going to go to church? And I said, well, I think that was decided, as you say, about 14 years ago. <laughs> and they said, where is that? I said, St. Peter's. And so uh, we are so glad to be here and um, part of what's happening in this beautiful city, Brighton and Hove. Um, so I want to thank uh, Pastors uh, Dan and Kate for uh, this opportunity to minister this morning. Uh, also, I want to thank you for this partnering in actually helping the most in need in our city and in this county. I mean, just hearing what happens here with Safe Haven and other uh, uh, external things we do to reach out to those most in need is really beautiful thing to behold Uh, I'm so thankful that we are partnering together and I'm sure God has uh, more in store for us to to do together I want to thank you also for allowing us to spend a a, a night here and I'm looking forward to it I was told that in my position as CEO I've got no choice I have to be here uh, to experience (laughs) Uh, sleeping out in the cold, so uh, I, look, I, I sort of vaguely look forward to it, but I uh, i understand the reason behind it, that's why I'm excited, but whether I will survive the whole night, I'm not sure, but pray for me, okay? Okay, how are you all doing? Fantastic. I just thought I'd bring my uh, cream pure uh, virgin wool jacket. I thought you might like that. And also, as I'm approaching my midlife crisis, I, uh, I had uh, my, um, my hair stylist come into my office and said, uh, We need to do something. And so they put this sponge on my head for about 10, 15 minutes. They said, Leave it like that. That was two years ago, and this is the result. <laughs> So maybe I need another visit. (laughs) What do you think to the hairstylist? Beautiful reading. I mean, I love that. Reading where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. And uh, that's the title of my message this morning. Hashtag the breakthrough point. The breakthrough point happens When ignorance and pride, which are barriers to us connecting with God, are broken through the power of Jesus Christ. Now, you didn't hear me. Let me say it again. Did you hear what I just said there? The breakthrough point happens when the two barriers that separate us from God, ignorance and pride, are broken through a realization of who Jesus is. Now, if I was in a black church, somebody would be going nuts. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm used to being in a white church. I've been here in England for about 35 years. So I understand you people. I'm trying to be English as well, so I won't be too excited. Okay. <laughs> I don't have my uh, towels to be able to rub off the (laughs) sweat. (laughs) So I think uh, I'll stay calm. Uh, (laughs) On the 29th of October at about 2 a.m. our clocks will fall backwards. It's exactly a week from now Why? Because it's what they call daylight saving. Let me just tell you some of the major reasons for daylight saving. And I'm telling you about this because this is natural light. And I'm talking about natural light so that we can then venture into the spiritual light, which is Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen? So the benefits of DST are initially, they were to help farmers with an extra hour in the evening to do their work. The other primary reason was to introduce energy consumption saving because uh, the artificial light is costly, and artificial heating is costly. So they're trying to use as much natural light as possible. Other reasons were reduction in road accidents, increased outdoor activities, shopping, tourism, all these things boosting local economy. And finally, improved mental health through increased outdoor activities and more social interactions, thereby reducing feelings of isolation. So enjoy that extra hour. And please make sure you get here on time next Sunday. We come to the key verse, verse 12, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Talking about this spiritual light that has a huge impact on all spheres of life, including the natural. In Jesus' time, The menorah, the candles, big giant candles, were used as part of the celebration of the booths. During this feast, the rock that provided water in the wilderness and the pillar of fire that provided light and guidance were remembered. The rock pointed to Jesus, and he also is the light to which the pillar of fire signified. Jesus was standing close to this huge menorah, declaring himself to be the ultimate light and witness, as indeed he is. The menorah is a shadow of the coming Messiah and his chosen witnesses to the world, you and I, the body of Christ. And there's about two billion of us in the world today shining the light of Jesus. Turn around, somebody, and say, You are shining the light of Jesus. Hey, we're getting enough, we're getting a bit of practice here. I I like it. I like it. Hallelujah. Now, it is in reference to uh, this that Jesus declares. Boldly and clearly that I am the light of the world. Not merely Israel as a nation was to be the light of, I mean, not mainly to Israel as a nation, but to the whole world, the entire world. And it's beautiful to see how many uh, ethnic groups are represented here, how many nationalities, how many tribes are represented here uh, in this service right now. Because Jesus Christ wants to draw from all people he came for all, not just for some. is that a beautiful thing? That's a wonderful promise that he makes. I am the light of the world. There is nothing we need more in this world today than light in our path. People suddenly are walking in darkness. Many do not even have a reason for living. They do not have purpose or meaning in life. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he's offering help. Help for us to distinguish between that which is true and that which is false. That which is good and that which is bad that which destroys life, and that which gives life. Not only does Jesus give us light so that we can walk in the light and not in darkness, but more than that, not only will we walk in the light, but we also will have the light of life. In other words, he makes all his followers light as well. Jesus is the light of the world. His Father is the light of the world. But also his followers are charged to be the light of the world. I had uh, uh, an invitation to go to Mansion House in the city of London back in year 2000, and I went there, they gave me 12 minutes, and I spoke, I used my 12 minutes well, I've been given 25 minutes here, I'm going to try and use them well. After I spoke in Mansion House, uh, there was a mayor in that event, and she said to me, would you come and have lunch with me at the Old Bailey? I thought, oh, (laughs) oh, Bailey, I mean, I know I'm black, but, you know, I haven't done anything. (laughs) Is this their way of trying to get me in trouble? She said, no, no, we'd love you to come. And I'm thinking, boy, I was filled with fear and trepidation thinking (laughs) lunch with 17 judges at the old Bailey. I mean, you know, am I going to survive? I mean, is this the end of me? I accepted, accepted the invitation, the invitation with, a with a hesitation and went to the Old Bailey for lunch. I mean, the lunch was amazing. It was sumptuous. It was delicious. Each and every course had a different kind of wine. And man, I, I fell in love with some champagne whilst I was there. I'm thinking, this is great. I mean, these people are drinking all this stuff before they go and then make deliberations and judge. Right? Anyhow, <laughs> after uh, this lunch, uh, one of the judges said to me, uh, Julio, we, know, we heard that you know uh, one of our colleagues. I said, yeah, which one is that? <laughs> they said, Sandy Miller. I said, oh, yeah, of course I know Sandy. He's our vicar at Holy Trinity Brompton. And they said, um, do you think Sandy did the right thing by not coming to join us here? Because Sandy, when he got the call to become a vicar, he had been offered the opportunity to become a judge. I don't know if you knew that, right? And Sandy decided to become a vicar. So the question was, put to me, that do you think Sandy's doing more as a vicar than he would have done if he had joined us? So I said, well... (laughs) The dynamic duo that is Sandy Miller and Nikki Gamble, and behind them Pipper and uh, Annette, has done more than you will ever imagine. I was saying that to them. I said, they've touched the world. So clearly I think Sandy did the right thing. So okay, and we drank some more wine. And then after that we went and um, uh, I saw Uh, I think it was uh, Kevin uh, Cobb's sentencing that day, if you remember back then, Uh, that male nurse who had been doing some horrendous things to female uh, patients. So that was the day. But the point I want to make there is see what God has done, taking four people, and we here are a result of, their openness to be the light of the world, an extension of Jesus that has touched the world. And literally, I was on the Alpha Conference speaking uh, circuit once upon a time, and I've been to India, I've been to Africa, I've been all over the UK and uh, America, and I've just seen this wave, this big movement, of actually encouraging more and more people to be the light of the world, to share the good news about our Lord Jesus Christ. And it all started in Knightsbridge. Isn't that amazing? In the verses that follow, we discern something of darkness from these uh, people who were speaking to Jesus. Darkness was keeping them from light. Here we see why it is important for every person in the world to come to Jesus, everyone. And what's holding humanity back from accessing this light? As I said at the beginning, the breakthrough point. I'm getting excited now, is when ignorance and pride are removed, right? Ignorance of the facts, a pride that refuses to bow to the facts and adjust to those facts. Notice in verse 14, Jesus answered, even if I do bear Witness about myself, well read by Kate. My testimony is true, for I know where I'm going and where I'm going, but you do not know where I am going. I know where I'm going, but you do not know where I'm going. Listen to those words. You do not know where I am. I am going. Ignorance. You do not know. Verse 19, you know neither me nor my father. You don't know me. You don't know my father. That is ignorance. And that that is what Jesus is talking about here. Ignorance is what is holding billions of people from coming to Christ. Ignorance is what keeping a lot of people today in darkness. Many have never heard of Jesus. And many of those who have heard of Jesus have heard a distorted, twisted, unreal picture of him that make him appear to be what is not true as we read scriptures. Now, I was born in Africa, in Zimbabwe, and I had an image of Christ that was completely distorted. I thought Jesus Christ was a blonde-headed guy with blue eyes, about six foot two, and uh, he was an imperialist, an oppressor who had come to Africa to take our stuff through the church and to oppress us that's what i thought as i was growing up and my ambition in life as a young man was to fight the white imperialists so i was gonna go and fight in the war to liberate our people that's what i thought right until one day on the 15th of june in 1980 i encountered jesus face to face when I realized who Jesus was, that he was fully man, fully God, and will be forever, that he had to be fully man because only man wronged God and therefore needed to appease for his or her sins. Only humankind had wronged God. Are you with me so far? And only God could save humanity. And Jesus, therefore, was both man and God and was qualified to be able to deliver me, an angry black person in Zimbabwe, who wanted to kill white people because I thought they were oppressors. And Jesus came into my heart and changed me in an instant. And I went back home. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and thank him. I went home, and I told my mom and my family that I was a Christian, and they thought I'd been doing drugs. (laughs) They said, what are you on now, Julio? I said, I'm on Jesus. And they definitely thought I was mad. After three months of observing me, they decided maybe I wasn't that mad, and the whole family came to faith. Is that a beautiful thing? It's very important that we see the true Jesus. This is the task of the church that we might tell the story with its simplicity and power so that people can get to know Jesus Christ. And our network of churches uh, here, St. Peter's, has touched, I think, about 16 church plants now, which is amazing. And the HDB network of churches is global touching people, and the Alpha course as a tool has helped millions come to faith. The amazing thing is this, that these people were listening to him, but they were ignorant. Even in the presence of Jesus Christ, the light of the world, even in the presence of Jesus Christ, God, man, even in the presence of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, they were ignorant. They were not seeing who Jesus was. So the Pharisees said to him, you're bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. They were rejecting Jesus on limited evidence. They never looked at the whole mass of evidence that was there before them. And this is the case uh, with many people today dismissing Christianity without looking at the evidence. The Pharisees had the Torah and the prophets, and yet they did not bother looking at their own scriptures to discover the incarnate Christ, who is also the creator God. Jesus says, I have two witnesses. I am one and my father is one. According to law, that should have been enough. Furthermore, Jesus was God himself on earth. Furthermore, his father is the creator of the entire universe. What more witness do you need? Jesus declares, I and the father are one. Now, one of the most amazing things in this story is that although the Pharisees claimed to know God, they didn't really know him. I came across this from uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones. who's was a Welsh Reformed preacher. And uh, he, he said this, Their God is something which they have created themselves, a being who is always prepared to oblige and excuse them. They do not worship Him with awe and respect. Indeed, they do not worship Him at all. Their God does not, uh, does what they believe he ought to do for them. What a false and blasphemous conception of God. How utterly untrue and unworthy. That is why many people today are not seeing the light, their willful ignorance, blinding their hearts and their minds. And very quickly then, finishing with the second barrier. Which is holding humanity in darkness, and that is pride, verses 21 to 24. Jesus spells out the implications of their ignorance and pride, which leads to blindness. So he said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me, and you will and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? Since he says where I'm going, you cannot come. He said to them, you are from below, I'm from above. What Jesus means here is this, that he's going to die on the cross and that he was going to the Father. In effect, Jesus is warning them that if they persist in their pride, and their blind rejection of him, rejecting that that is the light of the world, they will be separated from Jesus and from God forever. Now, let me finish by what Jesus offers here. Jesus offers hope. Believe that I am, that I am from the Father and that I and the Father are one. Open your eyes and see that I'm the light of the world and receive me as your light and you will live life to the full. So Jesus is giving them an invitation to come to him. And he said, that life you're going to access on the basis of me being lifted up. What that means is Jesus was going to go to the cross to die for your sins and my sins and the sins of the world. And by putting Christ on the cross, they unwittingly actually helped Jesus finish his task of being the Savior, the Redeemer, and the light of the world. On the cross, Christ cried out, it is finished. The work of our redemption completed there. The conclusion in verse 30 is powerful. They saw and they believed. They saw Jesus. They received him as the light of the world. What made the difference then? The cross of Jesus made the difference. They saw Jesus as a crucified Messiah, and they embraced him, and their lives were transformed. In conclusion, then, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And the breakthrough point is when one admits their ignorance of the facts and their pride that refuses to bow to the facts and receive Jesus into their lives. Jesus is the light of the world. I want to, as we were praying earlier on, I sense that God might be speaking to you to see Jesus this morning as the light of the world. Maybe you want to receive Jesus. And I'm going to ask Kate and uh, Dan to come up here, and they're going to help me with this. But before we get into that, Come, up, come on up, guys. God is calling you to embrace the calling to be light of the world, like we saw in Sandy and Nikki and what they did. God is calling you in particular to do it in your own style. So if you feel that God is calling you to make a difference in this city and beyond as light of the world, God wants to give you that opportunity and the empowerment today. He wants to fill you anew so that you can go as a spark, a fire, To this city and draw people back to Jesus the light of the world so
1: why don't you pray for us (laughs) okay Amen. why don't we stand (laughs) amen and uh julio will you pray for us and then we'll um amen we'll see where we go
2: right let, let us pray father god we thank you so much for today Thank you that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Thank you that he's shining in this room right now, but he's calling many to shine wherever they are, where they live, where they work, where they study, where they play, wherever, whatever context, Lord. You're calling us to be the light of the world because you are the light of the world. So come by your Holy Spirit and touch your people today. In Jesus' name, Amen.